Blog Talk Radio. Ghetto. 
time to feed the homeless, take time and talk to the kids. Show them life, take the walk in the bridge. Damn, it's hard, it is. When I be dreaming, I be talking to big. In my hood, it ain't no yellow brick road. You hear the shots echo. Sneakers hanging from a telephone pole. In my getaway, no rainbow or pots of gold. But there was love from the family when times are cold. I seen and analyzed the world from a project roof. And seen the hope in the eyes of a troubled youth. A good kid, but kept a burner in this bubble goose. A motherless child lost in these streets loose. In the more the world's array, these are rainy days. My man got popped out of early age. His college fund saved, flipped into his early grave. They say the good are young, we're headed for them pearly gates. Problem, depend where you live. The only demon of problem, depend on how the majority feel. He can't have the 
church, they say mentally disturbed. Some people did a little loo. White House called them a thug. But it's Fortune 500 companies who steal it from all of us. Corona killing these inmates. Ain't nobody saying a word. He don't sympathize with the race. He care more about the flag. It's black folk who fought and served too, little homie. That's fact. So once you show us who you is, it ain't no walking it back. You stood in the paint for us, Peyton, and I love you for that. In this world, there's two justices, and we all know that. Paul Manafort stole millions and did two years for that. My party got caught with crack cocaine, got 25 for that. You're talking to me, you blew in the face, but ain't no explaining that. We ain't asking for no favor, just want to be treated the same. If you only care about you, how you expect it to change? If you've been privileged all your life, it's hard to feel our pain. And Mr. Officer, don't want no problem, just don't kill me, man. No, the system ain't broke, it's working exactly how they designed. The system don't work for everybody, and ain't no way you can deny it. If you don't think Jake and Tyrone deserve to be treated the same, then you part of the problem, the system never gonna change. Everybody white ain't good, and everybody black ain't bad. The education they give you, it all depends on your back. The Indians were here first, and y'all took it from them. Only ain't know I still in the league, cause y'all did it to them. Do you even know how I feel to have a knee on your neck? I'm talking about the system, now they make it hard to progress. A black man became president, so we ain't racist. The eight years that he served, half the world couldn't take. The dark your skin is to some that mean you less qualified. The undercover racist dangerous, cause he don't show you no signs. If they can make money off, they'll welcome you to the club. And they'll smile in your face and call you a nigga in the tub. You got value, that's the only way they dealing with you. Fall off or go to prison and they finish with you. I ain't just here to entertain you, I'm worth more than that. I can trade stocks just like you, my brother showed me that. Equal. Hello, my people. What's up, what's up, what's up? Shout out to the world and to everybody who is listening to the sound of my voice. And, of course, Marine's voice. So, um, let me see. I got Therese with us. Good evening, good evening. I'm here. Therese, how we, how we sounding? What would you say? I said, how are we sounding? Um, I'm actually in a car right now, so you guys <laughs> sound fine to me. How am I sounding? You sound you, you're good. You're good. I mean, we're gonna okay, we're gonna make this. If I need to mute myself. I will. Of, all right. <laughs> I said we're gonna make this work the best way we know how. You know, it's just we here. You know, we was here. We was here Friday. Successful show Friday. You know, successful show Wednesday. That's always something to be. That's always something to be happy about, I guess. So, you know, a little bit of happy to be alive. That's, that's. So, listen, I um, I know that, Shorty, if you want to talk, go ahead and press one so we can go ahead and get started because there's a there's a lot to discuss. I'm having technical difficulties on this end, and hopefully. Hopefully everything will fall into place at this point. Anybody else want to talk? Press one. I said we do have a we do have a lot to discuss tonight, and we on we more on a positive vibe tonight. I ask that we semi keep it clean. I mean, I know how we do over here, but we'll do our best to do what we can anyway. Emotions might get the best, you know, especially talking about what we're going to be talking about. So, um, you know. Right now, I want to leave it on the ladies because um, the colorism topic was y'all's. Um, so I don't, 
I don't I don't know if you want to start it off to Ray. I'm still waiting on Shorty to uh, to chime in, or Rain can start it can, off. Can we go oh, over the question, the actual question, like how it was written? Yeah, hold, hold on one second. Just let me bring let me bring Shorty in, and then y'all can y'all can branch this however however y'all would like. Shorty, you're live on the air. Of course, welcome to the Real Life Spill Show. You're nobody new, but welcome anyway. Hi, how is everybody? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. All right, so Teray, I mean, I know you're driving, so try to be safe. You know what I'm saying? We we gonna I'm not the driver, thank God. I'm the passenger seat driver. <laughs> okay, good. Like I said, we're going to make this work the best way we can, so... Ladies, y'all got the floor. Um, y'all go ahead. Do Let me reread the do. question again. So I make sure we stay on topic. Hold on. Okay. All right. For the listeners, I'm gonna go ahead and reread it myself. It says colorism. Should you really be judged or looked at different because of the color of your skin? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't at all. Well, I can't find it. Well, Rain just read it. I'll read it again one more time. It says, colorism. Should you really be judged or looked at differently because of the color of your skin? Absolutely not. Of course not. But we know that that's not reality. So, (laughs) there's a lot of things that shouldn't be, but they happen. But, um, no, I don't agree that she should. I personally don't do that. Um, I mean, having a mom who's fair skin and, you know, her instilling in us the beauty that we have, you know, we're all, you know, toxic children. She made sure that we knew not to be insecure. She told us constantly that we were beautiful. She told us constantly different things to like about us, whether it be your eyes, your smile, anything. We were good on that, and it didn't matter. It was to the point where I can honestly say, I don't think I ever had a time where I felt less than or that I felt not as pretty. Like, of course, things were said to me because when I went to school, I was the only black kid, let alone not being, like, in a mix. So it was a little, of course, it was tumultuous for the first, like, seven years of my school life because I did get called racial slurs on a regular basis, but that was by other, that was by white people, not black people. And when I did finally go to public school around other black kids, it wasn't an issue. And, but I will say that I did witness it at the public school because there were girls that were much darker than me, and they did get disparaging remarks. Like, they were pretty girls, in my opinion. They were cute. At least that's what I thought. But, you know, I heard things from, like, the Spanish boys and the lighter boys saying that they would never talk to them and, oh, they're too dark. And I've heard other black girls say stuff about them, too. Even girls my complexion were saying disparaging stuff. I never felt that way. But I heard them say that, and I didn't understand it because, you know, colorism was never a thing in my household, except for I did actually have a colorist grandmother who was very, very, very um, to, to both of her parents. Huh? You're kind of cutting in and out, so. Yeah, okay, you, what did you hear cut. me say? What's the last thing you heard me say? Clearly. We heard bits and pieces of everything. It just was in and out, like every other word came in. Okay, I apologize. Um, it's probably because I'm on a highway going to different areas, different signals. Um, did you hear me say that? Yes. I did. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to shorten whatever I just said because <laughs> I said a lot. <laughs> but basically, let, I did not, me, my on, household did not. 
Hold on. I'm sorry to cut you. Let me know when you're done because we have a caller that wants to speak also. Okay. You want to let the caller go? Go ahead. Uh, okay. Forty-five ninety-two. Welcome to the show. What's going on? What's up, What's up with you? All right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I like what that sister just said. Uh, but I don't think it's realistic to think that you know colorism doesn't exist. It's unfortunate that it exists in our communities. But that's something we've got to overcome. I think that it happens in families. Families see a darker-skinned person in the family. They treat them differently, and they call them disparaging names. But, uh, you know, we we can move past that and, and move forward. But uh, I'd like to talk more about the other side of color. And, you know, when we walk down the street and the things that happen and when they see us. Uh, they see us as criminals right away. And, uh, I think that's really, really, you know, especially in light of what's going on and all these killings. You know, I mean, it's open season on black people. You know, and it doesn't matter the color, or, you know, how light or dark you are. It, it's just you're black and you get treated differently. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear something from fair skinned people. <laughs> from fair skinned people? I said I'd like to hear something from the fair skinned people on the line. That was a fair skinned okay. person. Okay. Go ahead. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Fair skinned female. Sorry, female. That's a high. Because it's different for us. Okay, well, me being a fair skinned person. You gotta speak up some, you gotta speak up. Me being a fair skinned person, I wouldn't say like I experienced colorism. I mean people just always tell me I'm like like oh you look like a white girl but I mean that's about it. But me personally, like I'm not a colorist, I think People of different shades are beautiful, especially chocolate people. I love them. So I just feel like it would be nice to live in a world where people didn't judge you for having a different skin tone. But the reality is we live in America, which is not so great. So, you know, I just feel like it's whack to judge somebody for the color of their skin because it's just like, why are you judging them? Like, we all be the same. We all breathe the same. We all do the same thing, so why you got to judge me because I don't look like you? Like, it just makes no sense. I honestly feel like it's the most divisive thing that worked as far as separating us. And, all right, prior to recent times in Africa, nobody cared what color you were. Because, yes, there are light-skinned, 100% blooded African people, and there are also chocolate Mm -hmm. people, and they're just mixed. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, there is no typical African look, depending on where in the continent you're from. And in those countries, light or dark didn't matter, to be honest with you. It had nothing to do with anything. And it wasn't until Chateau Slavery that all of a sudden now they started separating the light from the dark. And this and, that. and I'm not even going to say house Negro or, you know, field Negro, because guess, guess what? There was dark skin people in the house, too. 
It all went according to favoritism. Mm-hmm. And yes, there were yes there were more lighters in, in the house because it looked more presentable to have them. Well, like, especially if you had a special event or you had company over, it looked more presentable presentable to have the lighter ones. But at the end of the day, there were different colors in the field and there were different colors in the house. But at the same time, they did, okay. however, create the caste system. Whereas it wasn't even just America. India had the caste system. A lot of places in the Middle East mm-hmm. had the caste system. But I can honestly say in Africa specifically, that wasn't the thing. And it wasn't until it was introduced to us that we took it and ran with it and we put a bow on it and we put different flavors on it and we just made it a whole damn mess that it is today. And it's one of the most divisive and stupid things. So like the brother said earlier, the cops don't give a damn if you're a light Negro, dark Negro, medium Negro, you're Negro. And they don't, they're going to treat you the same. Mm-hmm. You can be mixed Negro. Guess what? You ain't white, so they're not going to look at you the same. Exactly. So at the end of the day, we look stupid to everybody else because they don't do that. We're the only, not the only, we're, we're the majority people that do that. But what I want to say is also very sad that I've noticed. I watched a couple of documentaries about uh, bleaching, and it, it breaks my heart that people don't see the beauty in themselves. And there are actual, like, um, I want to say Nigeria, but it could be Ghana. I, I believe it's Nigeria where I saw the, um, the, the documentary where they were talking about how there are, pe- there are certain jobs that you can't get unless you're a certain complexion because – if you're if you have a client facing job versus a back office job, they put the lighter people in the front. Like for instance, if you work in a bank, the people that do sales or the the girls in the front are flight attendants. They don't hire dark skinned people. And it's well known. It's like you can't even sue them about it because it's like a nationwide thing. And I'm not going to say that all the citizens agree with it, but it's it's very well known that you know that you can't apply for certain jobs if you aren't if you don't bleach or if you aren't light enough. And in India, the same thing. They know that. They're never going to put a dark-skinned Indian person on the TV screen as the star of a show. Or even if you look at the telenovela, the, the Spanish um, show, who do you mm-hmm. always see never cleaning see the, the house and mopping the floor and being the nanny? It's the dark one. But then the light-skinned one is the pretty one with all the money, and she's, you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. So we're not the only ones yeah, that, we, per- that perpetuate colorism. But we do it to ourselves also, even in... Yes, in, we do. Uh, That's why I said we took it and ran with it. We took it over. Yeah, no, but look at, look at school days from Spike Lee. Look at that, you know? All right. I mean, you think of that that movie. I hate that movie. I hated it when it came out because it really pitted us against each other. He showed the differences, but he didn't see how we could all come together. But mm-hmm. the origin of this, it goes back to slavery and how another mm-hmm. way is for them to actually divide us so that we don't come together no matter what we look like. So we exactly. we, it, it, we start to see our differences versus actually seeing seeing what we are common what we do have in common it is it, you know it's a it's a strange way of, of thinking it's just a sick way of thinking I, i'm telling you, know you what? I, I married i married a dog-skinned woman love her to death i'll tell you right now and she's so I mean, pretty I am, too and i am not i'm not trying yeah, to see it. it's not that i i'm not saying that that light-skinned women or fair-skinned women women aren't beautiful but i'm just saying you know and you know and when you when you work in certain arenas you know, saying you're a black man, they actually see you and they actually think that, that that you want their women. And then when they do see who you're married to, then they know that, that you don't. Because I've had guys say to me, oh, you don't like white girls. I said, I never said that to you, but they'll tell me, yeah, uh, but I can tell. How can you tell? But they won't be honest with me and tell me why, you know. But I do think that, you know, when we start talking about the, uh, the entertainment industry, and it's so great to see Issa Rae on. I wish, you know, I wish we had more Issa Rae 
You know, and it, it goes back. Look at coming to America. He chose the light skinned woman over the dark skinned woman. It, mm-hmm. it it just keeps happening. It keeps happening. So a lot of the stuff we do it to ourselves, and art art imitates life. Even on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, they got rid of the dark skinned mother and, and gave her a light skinned mother. You and know, they, they, they had her personality change. Ever made. They did the same thing on my wife and kids. They had a dark skinned mm-hmm. daughter, daughter in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then okay, and it just keep they keep perpetuating that. It just and we do it to ourselves when we produce. When we write things, we never take and 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 really uh, embrace who we are, and it doesn't matter, you know. And, and just it look, shouldn't just look be at about any what you look like. Look at any yeah. commercial. I actually I challenged a friend of mine recently because she not that she disagreed with me, but she didn't see it the way I see it. And I said, I challenge you for the next 24 hours. I want you to get a piece of paper and tally how many commercials you see. I don't care if it's a cereal commercial clothing commercial for Target. I don't care. Just look at every commercial you have that has a black or ethnic family. And I promise you that either the wife is white or she's biracial. The husband can be dark, but the wife no. can never be dark. I, I beg to differ. It all depends on the channels that you're watching as well because I, no, I was watching I'm just saying any, any channel that's to mainstream, not a black no, but channel. That's what I'm, I'm talking saying. about. They're trying to change channel. the agenda now and, say, and include us, but here's the catch to it. Normally it would be lighter-skinned families. Now it's extra chocolate families that you've seen in the commercials. And not that those of us that are fair-skinned get offended, but I'm just like, okay, how we go kids, from... Though. Look at the kids. You'll right. have two chocolate like, parents, but the kids will be biracial. It's like, what the fuck? How do we go from mm-hmm. all like, I don't white understand. TV commercials? But I don't think I don't think it's about the channel. I think it's about people, I think it's about the dark. It's marketability. I think it, but I I think it's about the product and what they're selling. If you pay attention to that, let's look at it in a deeper way. Look at the product that they're actually selling. You know, it's like you look at that uh that Spectrum commercial, the two dark skinned brothers, they're there or whatever, or the kids. You see that right because they want to sell that that cable. But and, that's their the real TV, kids, you know, though. That's the difference. They use the comedian's real that. family. I understand. Right. But, again, look, I'm saying, just look at what they're trying to sell. They, they'll never have mm-hmm. a soft drink with, with us or whatever. They, they, they just will never do it, you know. But, I mean, when we control our content, we need mm-hmm. to be able to put whomever, the most talented people, mm-hmm. in Not place to actually – and not just based on, on, on a look. And that's what we need to see because but we've been, you know, it's been a propaganda that, that we've bought into because, you know, the closer you look to what, what our oppressors look like, the more attractive you, you are. You remember the, the, uh, the green eye contact uh, phase that we had in our community? It was that everything color phase. It was purple, green, blue, purple, green, orange, whatever color you could get your hands on. We couldn't accept it. I actually saw something on Twitter a couple weeks ago where it was showing uh, black women before weed. And it was beautiful. I mean, they were light-skinned, dark-skinned. But they wore their hair natural. They just it was like, you know what, I'm doing this. This is this is that's what we had then. And then we moved but away from it. We try to look it European. Wasn't, we try to But for the listeners, especially the younger ones, don't get it twisted. It wasn't the idea of black women didn't work, didn't have access to weave. It's they chose not to at that time because 
back then, simplicity was beauty. If you piled on all this makeup and piled on all these clothes and all this extra stuff, you were considered a whore, or you seemed like you was trying to sell something. It, it was oh, beautiful to be simple. Here's the flip side to that. Okay, so I I, I can't. Okay, the actor that plays Tariq on um, Power, right? So he has a beautiful mm-hmm. girlfriend. Beautiful. I'm not gonna say she's chocolate, chocolate, but she's brown skin, whatever. So she got clowned on social media just because in the majority of the pictures they have together, she's not wearing makeup. Mind you, if you see her skin, it's flawless. She's it's not wearing makeup, makeup and she's she didn't beautiful. have long. But everybody's clowning she's her and talking about, oh, she, she's basic. Oh, you got money now. Why aren't you like? Why don't you get a baddie? I saw some of the comments. They were putting picture photos of all biracial chicks, lighter chicks. It's almost like. What are you trying to say that she can't be beautiful unless she's light, and he's not successful, and he's not doing the right thing unless she's she not. They're trying to push the agenda that she's not deserving of him now because he got money, yeah, exactly. so he should be with these build-the-body females. These females yeah, that go to the, the, what the I call thing. the these have fake bodies, tons of makeup on. And mind you, she looks beautiful. She has a body makeup. already, but it just doesn't look like a Nicki Minaj body. So to, to the public, to the majority of the public, especially this newer generation, she didn't look good enough for him, and it was like. She's gorgeous. She's prettier than half these chicks they were supposed to pictures up. And I was just like, but this is ridiculous, but that's how society is. So you but notice the trend that like trend is happening stuff. with generation. It's not so much the millennials, it's Gen Z that, that has that trend going. The millennials don't mm-hmm. really care at this point because we were in love with people like Lisa Ray, Jada Pinkett, mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. all the beauty. simple pretty Janet Jackson before all the surgery. <laughs> Right. We were in love with them people. Them are the people we aspire to look like. Mary J. Blige, the simplicity of it. Not all this ghetto mm-hmm. fabulous weave and I gotta get my bundles and ooh, they got a new lip gloss that came out, bitch. Let me go get it. Ooh. Nicki Minaj got a new set of titties. I'ma go get a new set of titties. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And not that you can't make modifications to yourself, that's fine. But like that's you, become the standard now. You're going to make modifications, I feel like, make modifications because that's something that you want to do, not because you're trying to not fit because a trend you feel pressure or to. somebody else. Back yeah, it's, subject, it's really though. sad. I feel bad for a lot of the girls coming up now because it's like you're, you, you have this unrealistic look of these girls who, in my opinion, look horrible and boxy, and I can imagine your ass probably as hard as a couch. Like, I just can't. Like, I can't imagine, like, what some of them, like. and some of them why when they decide they want to have children, they ovaries is broken, all kind of stuff. Because you got all this foreign stuff in your body, and it's infecting oh, your brain. Lipone, Botox, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. All right, sliding back more into main topic. We were talking about colorism and how it affects any community, any demographic at this point. I just wanted to share an experience during high school, and y'all already know I'm. I call myself a mutt. I'm multifaceted in <laughs> in blood, so I got some of this, mm-hmm. some of that, and some of this here. Um, so everybody knows that my mom's side of the family is considered Native American because they're derivatives of Indian. Um, mm-hmm. and my dad's side of the family is Jamaican. They're of Jamaican descent. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so growing up I think it was around middle school That I really started to see The whole colorism thing Because I used to always get The dirty looks from all the dark skinned girls whether they were Haitian Guyanese Vietnamese whatever Their, their nationality there was 
mine, everybody was looking at me like, turning up their nose. And I used to go home and be like, Mommy, why are you looking at me like that? I don't get it. I'm nice. I, I'm friendly. I ain't do nothing to nobody. And they keep giving me dirty looks, and I try to play with them. You're not nice. Don't listen to her. You can't I'm play sorry, with us. Kidding. You can't play with us. So it was like, all right, so if I wanted to play with the black girls, I couldn't play with them because I wasn't dark enough. If I wanted to play with the white kids, I couldn't play with them because I was black. If I wanted to play with the kids my complexion, I couldn't play with them because I wasn't Spanish. So where the hell did I fit in? <laughs> I fit in with the outcasts. And middle school is when it really set in thick. And I was like, we people really don't like me simply because of my skin complexion and my background. Like, I don't understand how you could just look at somebody and go, ooh, I don't like her because she don't look like me. She got a funny nose or she got that light skin and it's something wrong with her. And the notion that has always followed me from young all the way up is based on my skin complexion, because I'm fair-skinned, I consider myself a caramel mocha complexion. I ain't all the way caramel. And that's what I was about I to say. I was the... like, you're not really even light-skinned, so what are they talking about? I'm like, darker some people than are I ignorant used... like that. No, but I'm darker than I used to be, in all honesty. You've seen my daughter. I was her shade once upon a time, and I'm talking about deep. Um, so it used to be like, all right. So I, I like to carry myself a certain way. I was never into all this glam and glitz. I was always being extra and simple. Mm-hmm. I found I found beauty in simplicity, but in a sophisticated simplicity. And so because so do you feel like you had to tone yourself down to be likable? I've never done it. I mean, I did at one point start to lower myself and put myself in their standards and, and, and run with the agenda of what they thought was normal for a black person. I did that from all the way up until my seventh grade year of middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I'm like, what the hell are you doing, girl? If they don't love you for you, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to these people envelopes. And it was like, I'm not, I said, I'm okay, so I'm not good enough because my dad is extra light-skinned and my mom is dark-skinned and y'all trying to figure out how I fit in. And because... I want better than what people consider the standard for black people. I got to think I'm better than somebody or I'm bougie because I'm light-skinned. Oh, she she bougie. She she thinks she better than somebody. I don't, I don't like I her. I never she, understood that. She's she, she snooty. I'm like snooty. Here's what I found. I, with the majority of the light-skinned girls that I went to school with, they were more ratchet than all the dark skinned. And I don't know if it was an act, like trying to prove how not bougie they are or if that's how really they acted. But, like, I just never understood that whole light skin automatically means whatever. And I'm just like, people are people no matter what. So, like, what are you talking about? So, so what's the solution? What, what do we do collectively? The solution is more people like us it, coming up and speaking up about the bullshit and letting people know that this is not reality. Like, it's all BS. Like, you know what? I have, I have two teenagers that, I'm, you know, I'm raising. I have my stepson and then I have my nephew. And thankful, well, let's say not, one of them, has their head on finest rate when it comes to colorism, and the other one doesn't. So when that does, he recognizes slut, hoe, and bitch comes in every color. <laughs> Messy, uh, trashy, all that comes in every color. So there is no, oh, dark skin girls are this, or light skin girls are that, or vice versa. Like, it's, if a girl's trash, she's trash because she's trash. 
The other one, on the other hand, he's sold on that white is right attitude, and part of that comes from a lot of issues he endured before I came in the picture. He has mommy issues, and that's something that he needs to deal with in therapy, and God, like, that's not something I can fix. The most I can do is teach him to love himself and teach him that he is beautiful, and if he's with a girl who reflects what he looks like or reflects who he is, that's nothing wrong with that, and he needs to embrace that. But he has time. He's only 17. I was, I was a colorist myself. I didn't take dark skin boys when I was 17, so I changed. It wasn't until I learned to love myself and everything about myself, and I fully accepted that people are people no matter what they look like. That's when I realized that it didn't matter what color somebody was or what race or whatever they were. So I'm giving him time to change. But what makes me sad is, all right, everybody's heard of TikTok, right? Yeah, And everybody's heard of much. Snapchat and all that good stuff. It's very mm-hmm. sad. There's actually, this is a whole other subject, but um, there's actually a lot of disparaging remarks being made on TikTok against dark-skinned women and black girls in general, not even just dark-skinned, but black girls in general, where these teenagers are making, I guess they're considered Gen Z. I'm not following the whole terminology with generations. People are people, whatever. So what's happening is there's a lot of, like, things that are going viral with millions of views and likes, and they're talking about basically trashing black girls. Well, they'll have a group of boys walking by, and they'll put a caption that says, oh, when I see a black girl, they'll just say, what up? Like, you know, they're not like, hey, what's up? I mean, then when they see a white girl, they stop and they rub their hands like Birdman, licking the lips and stuff. And just like, what the hell is the point of that? And there's a lot of it going on. And then what's funny is when people come back with rebuttals, talking about black is beautiful, they're getting flagged for being racist. But yet these boys and these white people are able to say all these ignorant things. Like they had a white girl, I think she was British, she said something ignorant about black girls. She was like, well, why do they wear their hair like this? Why don't you just comb it or just cut it off? Or why don't you just straighten it? Why do they talk like that? that? And then when a black girl came back and said, first of all, bitch, like this is why we don't do this and that because we don't want to have stringy damaged hair falling out like how you look when you, you know, wear braids too long when you go to Jamaica. Right. And they were just mentioning that. And then the girl got upset. Oh, first of all, I would never want to look like you. At least. When I get a tan, my tan comes off, and you're just stuck like that. And it was just like the attitude that a lot of these young kids have. And then most of the likes and comments on the white girls' page me being racist were black boys. It was black boys. Yeah. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I was, I was like, our boys are so, it makes me sad. And I'm not saying and, it's not our that's, girls, that's, because I met a couple colorist-ass girls, too. But I'm just saying it's mostly the men, and it's sad. No, I disagree. I disagree. I absolutely disagree. The colorism, and I'm going to speak solely for the black community. I can't speak for the Latino community or anything thereof. The colorism in the black community starts with the females. And the men just... Oh, yeah, the colorist ass mamas raising these boys. Telling them, don't bring no yes. dark girl in here. Don't bring no black ass girl like in here. This. I give you a prime example of, a, of, 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 of colorism within a household. Uh, my grandmother's favorite movie, The Imitation of Life. The girl disowned, despised, wanted nothing to do with her mother simply because her mother was a dark-skinned black woman and she could pass for white. It wasn't until her mother died that she she realized she had messed up. And I'm going to say this much. Black men, and I'm not saying all of y'all, but Absolutely a lot not. of y'all need to cut it out. I do not understand how you can even speak to your mothers and look and say that you love your mothers when you are trashing the black women outside of your family. And some of y'all even do it to your own family members. And yeah, it needs to they stop. Do. 
Just because a black woman is quote unquote angry, do you know where that anger comes from? I'm going to tell you, as a black woman, our anger is not against white people. Our anger is not against white women. Our anger really starts at home with our black men because somewhere in y'all mind, y'all got it twisted and think that it's always better the white way or we're angry because you chose a white woman. We don't care that you chose a white woman. Exactly. Love don't know no color. I don't care that you chose a white woman, but in choosing a white woman, don't give me the shit about, oh, I chose Becky because... Becky listens, and Becky is is is. You know how many interracial couples I've seen where these women talk to these men like dogs? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know how many relationships I've seen where these women talk to them like dogs? I chose Becky because she had the good hair. Yeah, the bitch that shut up the dog ain't nothing about that good hair. Look, no, no, let me finish. Look at Serena. Look at Serena Williams. Look at Eve. Look at Halle Berry. They don't. They don't. They don't marry brothers. They don't. They don't. So if you, well, Holly has a whole host of issues, and Holly has dated a bunch of black men. So I, it's okay. And the so way why I look can't, at interracial dating is if the only thing you've ever dated well, is white, then you are a colorist and you have a problem. But, but why can't brothers? Why can't brothers have issues also? Okay, right? that's fine. Like I, mean, I said, uh, what I was just saying, saying is that so, so so the pendulum swings both ways. Because because we question it just the same way you guys no, question no. it. The, 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 the thing, no, but did you hear what I said? I don't think you heard what, what? I said. What I said is if all you ever dated and your whole track record is white, 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 that's my problem. If you just happen to settle down with somebody who's not black, I don't care. But if all you've ever dated is white, that's my problem. I that's agree, my I agree issue. With that, but, I don't but care what also, you do. It's also based on, on, on where you live, too. You know, I mean, there's yeah, certain yeah. places That's where... That's why I would never lose you know, a certain area, because you know. I don't want my boys feeling like they have to marry that type. Like, I want you to be open yeah, to know. everybody. Yeah. You know, you know who you have access to. You know, I have and, a brother and then that's again, the whole colorism thing. He has been in several different demographics of living, and for whatever reason, and I, I don't knock him and I'm not upset with him, his personal preference, because he has dated different women of different color spectrum, his personal preference is Latinos, light-skinned Latino women. Why and that that's is, I thing don't too, know. Like, why is it specifically just the white-looking women? Because if it was just more than a cultural thing, like, oh, Spanish women do this, Spanish women do that, then you would be open to all Spanish women. Why is it that you're only open to the ones that don't look anything like you? And that's how you know no, it's not a cultural true. thing. It's a, it's a race thing, and it's a colorist thing. It's not a cultural thing. It, but it, it, it's hard to make the statement thing. so broad, though. It's hard. It's hard to make the statement so broad no, without. I mean, yes, it is because if you look at somebody like Dennis Rodman, I don't know okay. one black woman that would date that ugly motherfucker. Right. Oh, I know a lot that would. Same reason why the white chicks are because they're not attracted to him. No, they're attracted no, to their before, money. Before he got famous and rich, he said it in high school. Black girls would be like, "Ugh, white girls are dating," all right, and that's why he he went with white girls. It wasn't about what he was playing. You know, now, since then, all he's dated is white girls. I don't think anybody's fighting over Dennis Rodman, black or white. No one is fighting over Dennis Rodman. Not now. Not now, but I'm saying, shit. He dated Carmen Electra. You think Beyonce would would have, if she was, would have dated him? Hell no. 
even if he had money. Maybe. I actually know a few uh, very pretty chicks Some that are in the ugly looking or dudes that are not considered hot. So, yeah, there are people who do that. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean look, like look, at, look, look at Seal. Average. Look at Seal. Look at Seal. Who? He was married. Seal. Oh, Seal. Singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his wife. I mean, who like I that? said, you know what? You, people love He's a British singer. He was more famous you know, in yeah. the early 90s. Yeah, but 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 pe- but people really love nice. who they love. Thank you. People date people date, you know, based on different factors. I don't think anybody can really really call it. I mean, we don't know what draws people in different uh, ways or where they go. I always say to anybody, we have some parts of our experiences, and sometimes what we learn and what we see, you know, uh, could make us have an adverse reaction. Or even rebel against even the good that they see in the home. Like I'm not going to choose someone that looks like my mother because she because she looks like that. I know she's good, but I'm going to go the opposite direction. And that happens a lot of times, you know. And that and that can happen even for for young ladies. They'll have a they'll have a father at home who's who's a good man who comes home who works every day who's responsible who takes care of the home. And they'll go out and they'll get the, they'll get somebody who's the exact opposite, you know. So it's it's hard to just take and and blink yeah, it and that's, say that's, that about those are, somebody. Those are character things. That has nothing. Those to are characteristic preferences. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a factor. But but those characteristics are factors in our choices. No well, matter what we do. Hard work. That is why you went say that's why you chose Becky. Don't down the black women because that's what I'm saying. I chose Becky because this that and has, the third. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's fine. But you don't have to but drag me. generalize an entire group of people that you don't even know half the group, but you're generalizing everybody and completely writing them off because of a stereotype. That's what we're talking about. No one's saying you can't like what you like, but mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. issue is you're right. they, they seem, they seem well, to be real loud and vocal about what they don't like. For instance, I said to, I said to Rain before, I said my issue, this was like months ago, where I was like, if you ask a lot of these men why they like apples, don't tell me why bananas and oranges are so nasty. I didn't ask you about that. I asked you what you like about apples. Don't start going on a tangent about everything you don't like about the other about that has nothing to do with what I asked you about. And that's the problem. They'll say, like, for instance, my stepson is a prime example. He's, he's regurgitated a lot of the ignorant color stuff that I've heard a lot of, not even just black men, but some men who are colorists say where he'll say, oh, black girls are this and that. And, but mind you, all the girlfriends you've ever had are slut holes, fucked your friends and all of that, but you still go into white girls who have a track record of breaking your heart, and you're still okay going back to them, but you're going to down a black girl because one black girl broke your heart, but you keep going to all these chicks who was dirty, one burned you and all this other stuff, but you're still running back to them. Like, that's the part I don't understand. is like, why did they get a pass for everything? But a black girl has one time to make a mistake, and it's over for all of us. But like, that's, that's the issue I have. Absolutely. How many of us are he looking for up? acceptance? Acceptance from from our oppressors, our our white A lot of black oppressors. people. Not not even just Hello. men. A lot of women. I even know. I have a black female mm-hmm. friend I had to unfriend recently because she just she dwells in the sunken place. Like she loves all of the sunken place ways. Like she's built her home there. She's bought a couple properties in the sunken place, and she's fine there. And I'm fine with leaving her there. And she's another Candace Owens type of chick. 
and I had to completely leave her alone because she's the same way. She thinks like like how a racist thinks, but in a black body, and it's because of, like you said, she wants that acceptance. She feels like the more I go against my people, the more they'll like me, the more they'll accept me. Maybe they won't look at me as the threatening black woman. Maybe they'll look at me as the cool one. See, she's different. She's a different type of nigger. And, like, that's how she well, started you know. acting, and she started out being very outspoken about a lot of things that she should have shut the hell up about. And that's but just how know, she is. But, you know, racism has torn down the collective self-esteem of the masses. So what you get when that happens is you get people who think they're super black, super Puerto Rican, super Italian, super Irish. Well, I'm not like that. I'm a different type of, of I'm whatever. I'm different, but you're not a freaking unicorn. You're just like and everybody you're not, else. You're not, because, because when you, <laughs> when you walk out in this... Yes, when you walk out in, when, she's When you get out in this world, they don't care how extraordinary you are, how much money you make. No matter what, you still you, it, it is what it is, and you look at uh, uh, look, what, what happened the other day. He vandalized his house. Exactly. Exactly. He got more money than but, all of them. But you look at what happened to Jay Farrell, just going out for a jog in Hollywood. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> oh no, he was he went out for a jog, and he was just jogging along, exercising, and guess what? The police came behind him, and they pulled out guns. They told him to get on the wow. floor. He got down on the ground. They put a knee on his neck. He was only there oh for a God. couple of seconds. He said to them, I thought you said Jay Farrell. Women. You said George Floyd? No, Jay Farrell. No, Jay you said Farrell. Jay Farrell. Oh, okay. The, so when you said knee on his neck, Jay, it just made me think about George Floyd. I'm like, oh, no, what? that's no, their favorite no, no, thing to do. No, oh no Jay Farrell. And so he said to them, Google Jay Farrell and you'll know who I am. They came back and said, we're sorry. Why are you sorry now? Because I'm a different exactly. type of Negro now. You're sorry. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not exactly. the regular average Negro. You know, so I now mean, you're sorry. you know, but 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 what you what you're saying goes back for decades. I mean, it's been it's been like that. If you look, look at Charles Barkley. Look at Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. That he's such a damn Uncle Tom. I can't stand him because he said, and it was in I think it was in uh, GQ magazine in the '90s. He said that that. White women were cleaner than black women. What, that's Let what him think that. Work. So he's ugly, and I heard he's been a domestic violence abuser anyway, so they can have him. I know. Okay, but, guys, but the fact him. Him. I just want to say the this, and then we got to go to break. Because actually, it's the the narrative of where y'all pushing this is actually rolling into the next topic, but I just want to say this. Oh, okay, sorry. Simply put, simply put this way. Your preference is your preference, and nobody's upset with you about your preference. Just don't bash somebody else because of your preference. Let your preference be because that's what you like, not because of what you exactly. dislike in somebody else. And on that note, I agree with that, but the greatness that we possess and that has been intrinsic in black people, when we give away that to another race, we dilute who we are. And, and the right. other point, the other point that I'm, I want to make is, is that how we're we're treated, how can we possibly trust to give them love and support and all of the things that they 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 do when when they silently sit there and be complicit in all the things that happen to our people, all right? And I then agree. they want to make it our fault. They minimize. They actually minimize. Everything that happens to us, when we, when, when, if your house burns down and you black, 
maybe you had too much in the outlet and too stupid to to not put it in the outlet, put too much in the outlet. I mean, it's just just dumb shit like that that makes you think like, wow, like, are we that different? Yeah, we are. All right, and we're going to break. Everybody hold your thoughts. We'll be right back. Parts of the city are on fire. 
It's happening right now. Feels like the anger is only growing. Protests have turned from very peaceful to very panicked and violent as riots in the city escalate. Breaking over. But while my loved ones was fighting a continuous war back in the city, I was entering a new one. A war that was based on apartheid and discrimination. Hey, on my mama, nigga. R.I.P. Pat Dog. I'ma be the greatest to ever do this shit. On my mama, though, like, on the dead on me. Hey, Soundway, turn this shit up, nigga. Turn this shit up. Soundway, turn this shit up, nigga. Tell me who the bitch nigga hating on me. Jumping on my dick, but this dick ain't free. To rip a butterfly, another classic CD. Get on lullaby for everyone they MC. Nigga, now R.I.P. My diligence is only meant to write your eulogy. All's my life, I had to fight, nigga. All's my life, ah. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Right, nigga, we gon' And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even room with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in the twilight. With pretty pussy and Benjamin, is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this is what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone great. Inside my face, it's all day. Won't you please believe when I say? When you know we've been hurt, been down before, nigga. When our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go, nigga? And we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure, nigga. I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright, alright, nigga. We gon' be alright, nigga. We gon' be alright, we gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. You know, that song speaks volumes, and everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Red Light Spill Show. You know, um, yeah. Rain and I last night, Rain and I last night, we watched the um, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle 846. You know, and it was, it was very, very interesting, you know, what he spoke about, especially with this whole George Floyd situation and, you know, and how he referenced to that was the time that he was born and even to Kobe's numbers being his birthday, you know, I found it very interesting and special. But, you know, it, the thought that ponders my mind with this whole situation as far as what's going on, it's just like, you know, as, as we spoke about, as the colorism thing was talked about, it's like, 
what are we going to do to change this? Because when I first heard about it, I seen so many posts that was like, yo, we should go to D.C., we should go to D.C., we should go to D.C. I heard other people say, yo, listen, it's time it's time to fight fire with fire. Listen, they want to fuck us up, it's time to fuck them up in return. You know, and that, you know, for a brief for a brief moment in time like that, that sounded cool with me. But something that came across, something that came across my mind was like, yo, we can't be out here with Malcolm X energy with an ML King mindset. And what I mean by that is, okay, we start fighting, and then if we turn around and get beat up in return, that, that you know, do we do we stop? I mean, I'm not sure how many people seen Selma, but I know in Selma that that's what happened. They crossed that bridge, they went over there, and then people got our people got beat up, and they told ML King like, okay, listen, nigga, we not we not going back over that bridge, you know. It's just like the main thought that finds in my mind. How many, how many more marches? How many more? How many more movements? How many more protests? You know, and like it, it, it's so fucked up because our people don't even give a fuck about our people for starters. And I feel like if we could, if we could at least start there, then maybe we could get, maybe we could get some progress. You know, it's it's black on black killing. You know, and and you know, you know, yeah, but yeah, everybody on everybody, but for the main part, black on black. I mean, come on, you got, you got somebody. Oh, I shot you because you stepped on my sneakers. I shot you over two dollars. I shot you over a fucking Lucy. Where, where, where does it, where does it stop? White people also kill each other because somebody pushed them or because somebody got drunk. Let's not just make the agenda about black people here. I get what you're saying, but let's call a spade a spade. I agree absolutely with what you're saying, but I'm also say this. It's not even a matter of black people not caring about other black people, and to a certain extent it is. We, as black people, because of slavery, have this crab-in-a-barrel mentality when other demographics try to stick together to pull each other up by they bootstraps instead of when you climb out the bucket, no, nah, I'm going to pull you back in because I don't like the way that you climbed out. And then furthermore with that, like, okay, you know what, we protest for a little while, we get a small result, and then everything goes back quiet. We can't keep shit quiet. We can't holler Black Lives Black Lives Matter today, and then, okay, somebody get an arrest, and they don't even fucking, they get an arrest. That's all they get. They don't they don't get the time. They just get a basic-ass arrest. They still got, they still get their pension or whatever else comes with it. When shit like that happens, and I'm not going to say all of us, but some of us, you know, we just become quiet after that until the shit happens again. So, once again, you're just going to, just a revolving, you know, a revolving door repeating cycle. Like the shit keeps happening left and right. So, what, what, what else can we, what else can we do? Well, like, um, remember the last conversation we had on Friday, it was myself and Rain, where we both agreed that, like, neither one of us are saying, fuck all police officers and completely dismantle everything about the police. So all we're asking is to have the same accountability that the McDonald's clerk has if he spits in the face of a customer, or the same accountability that that the person at H&R Block, if you threw a cash register at somebody and beat their ass because they yell at you, the same accountability of you being fired, arrested, and all that needs to be held for all walks of life whether you're a cop, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're McDonald's, like whatever you are, why is it that they get to rule with impunity and there be no consequences? When you ruin my life, you make my life a living hell, you harass me, you stalk my husband, and I'm talking from my own personal experience. Why do you get to go to go home at night and sleep like a baby knowing that you just broke up family, knowing that you just uh, harassed somebody for no damn reason other than the fact that you felt like it or you looked 
suspicious. Mind you, you obeyed every traffic law, but you just felt like following somebody for 30 minutes. And I just had a discussion with a friend of mine today whose son is serving time for a complete bullshit stop. He's been in jail since um, probably January. And mind you, they, they keep postponing his hearing due to coronavirus. Everybody else is having video hearings. Why aren't you having one? Is it because you're black? Is it because of a certain neighborhood you're in? But when they stopped him originally, he, was, he wasn't even in a car. He was walking. They didn't believe who he was because his parents have a very nice house. His parents are veterans. They have a beautiful house, almost like a mansion, how it looks. And they didn't believe that he lived in that neighborhood, so they stopped him for no reason. He happened to have a little bit of weed on him, and that wasn't a good enough excuse. He told them his name about 20 times, and the mother actually watched the video because they have a good lawyer. She was able to get his dad's lawyer to take him to Corona. She watched the video about for 20 minutes. They grilled this boy asking the same questions over and over again, only to get no answer. I mean, only to get, only to still get arrested, get harassed, and they didn't believe that he really lived there. And it's just fucked up. But it's like, why do you get to go home with people at night when you're ruining people's lives? Why do you get to beat people's ass and kill them, take somebody's son away from them, take somebody's father away forever, but you still get to go home and enjoy every holiday with your family? That's not fair. You need to have the same accountability that I would have if I assaulted one of my clients as a social worker. I've had people call me racist slurs. I've had people say sexist things to me. But if I hold off and slap the shit out of one of my clients, I'd be in jail and i lose my job. Why do you get to go back to work? It's not right. That's right. That's all I'm saying that, is hold right. everybody accountable. Uh, you- yeah, yeah, you're right. But like I said, it gets to a point where, you know what, like I said, once again, it's so much noise made for a second, and then after that, it's like shit is swept under the rug. Everybody's all fine. Well, not right I, now. I, I, excuse, excuse me for saying yeah. What did you say? Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. No, well, that was um, Dee talking. But I do understand, like, what you're saying, that things, like, they do get swept under the rug. But lately in these times, like, people have been protesting every day and doing, like, different things. Yeah, like, that's what it really boils down to. And also, like, I understand, like, with the whole, like, black-on-black crime. That's but bullshit. There's white-on-white like, white white Wait. Crime all the time. No. Black-on-black crime, white-on-white crime, but that has nothing to do with, like, cops killing black people for no reason. Mm-hmm. Not saying that that's what you guys are saying, but... I like when I got into an argument with somebody about that. So they were like, "Oh, well, we kill each other." Okay, yes, we do kill each other. We somebody have our own has problems, a lot of but that has nothing to, to do. As other people talking. Has what? I don't know if somebody's driving with their window down or has a fan running, but there's a lot of feedback. Oh no, um, I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. Um, yeah, that was. Like, Go ahead. Like, black-on-black crime and white-on-white crime, it just has nothing to do with the police killing us. Like, that's a whole different type of thing. So, like, I'm not saying that that's what you guys are, like, saying that that's what it was, but that's just it's just two different things. Like, black-on-black crime shouldn't happen, but police shouldn't be killing us either. So, we need crime for the work for commerce and things like that. We wouldn't there'd be no world no America without crime. That's true, but... No, but that's yeah, definitely what you said was correct. I'm just yeah. saying like that. That's un- for anybody who thinks that that's not a perfect world with no crime, no devastation. That has to happen. But no... There has to be a balance of good and bad no. in the world. Don't get it twisted. We're not the only country that got niggas killing each other left and right. We're not the only country. No, it's just more publicized in our country across the world because America, unfortunately, is the ugly stepsister of all the countries. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. It's 
an agenda that's being pushed and it's working. Because that same ignorant ass talking points that people like to say with black on black crime and this and that. And, you know, I love when they start pointing out the prison. And like, oh, well, if you're 12% of the population, why are you more than 30% of the prison population? Oh, thank you for asking, ignorant ass. It's because of racism, systemic racism. When the justice system is against you, I'm sure you've seen the memes of the white boy and the black boy getting arrested for the same statute, same crime. I think it's like 138.2 or something like that in the penal code. And the white boy got a slap on the wrist three months in county jail. The black boy got 26 years. That's why the prison stats are what they are. Because there's more, there's more slaps on the wrist and probation and stuff given out. Like, um, what was it? Uh, I want to say a year ago, this um, daycare worker, white daycare worker, killed a baby in daycare. She got three years probation. Oh, oh yeah, my child's ass that in front of a cop. I'm going to jail for a year and some change. Why do you? Why I don't understand. It's just like it's disparaging. And then the prison, um, the prison stats are also based on actual prison, not county jail. So there are people that still get felonies and don't go to prison. They can do like eight months in um, uh, whatever the county jail is, and then do three to four years of um, probation, or they can do up to 365 days, and then the uh, the rest of the sentence is commuted to parole. So. When they look at the prison stats, like from the um, from the FBI, they're reporting on people who are who are uh, sentenced to long-term prison sentences over a year. And what happens is a lot of these white people they're getting arrested for the same stuff that we are. The difference is they're not getting years in jail. They may get a year in jail or less, or they may get a slap on the wrist, or they may get the, the charges dropped down or straight probation. So what it is is that they're not. What they need to do is report arrests and convictions, not prison stats. And that's what they're repeating with that rhetoric of 30% of our of the population or 50% being of the prison population. Don't report just the prison rates because then it's going to be disparaging and different because we get sentenced differently. What you need to report is conviction rates. They don't post conviction rates because then you'll see that it's 50-50 with everybody. It's the same. Right. But once again, what I'm saying more or less, and like I said, once things die down, yeah, I'm 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 for everybody that's protesting. You know what? Us trying to get ourselves out there. We know we're trying to support the cause. But like I said once again, once everything dies down, then what do we do? Like I said, people they have a tendency of getting quiet, and then and then what happens? If nothing else said until some more bullshit happens. And Chuck, I'm gonna say this: there is a such thing as fighting in silence. What you always tell me all the time, don't always let the left hand know what your right hand doing. You want to know one of the solutions to the problem that we have? This country was built on our backs. So what do you do? How do you how, how do you change the narrative and make black people worth something? You stop spending your money with these fucking white people. And I'm not saying all of them is bad, but put your money back into your own community. That's why people get upset with me when I say I really question what the purpose of desegregation was because we were thriving as black people. Although we had we had to be secondary to white people in their world, we were thriving as black people. We had our own black businesses and our own black communities with our own black schools and their uh, and everything else. We wanted to be included in a system that didn't give a fuck about us to begin with. That's one of the biggest things where we fell off at. If we go back to that idea, pull us out of their world. Their world does not operate without us. That's life for the people. That's life for the people that have been. That's why I love when they say go back to Africa. If we went back to Africa, y'all would lose your mind. <laughs> but that, Whose but music would you copy? Whose dances would you copy? Whose dress clothes right. would you copy? 
whose swag right. would you steal if we weren't here? And and, and we everybody, and we everybody saw Black, Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. Well, think about that that movie. That show that to me that was a depiction of if they hadn't brought us over here as slaves, uh, that's what we could have been. We could have had that kind of society because Africa is so rich in natural resources that all of the Europe and and America they go over there and they steal those resources, you know. And so you you think about that. But back to the other piece that you guys are talking about as far as like segregation, you know. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, the Greenwood section, 99 years ago, they burned it down, right? Based on a rumor, just based on they thought that some black man said something to a white elevator operator. He was a delivery boy or whatever. And then they wanted to take and lynch him and and black uh, members of the army and National Guard came and, and stood so that they couldn't get to him. And so they chased them out. The very first time an airplane was used to terrorize America was used in 1921 against us. So when they made postcards out of the dead bodies and the devastation. Right. That 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 was that was that was uh, 99 years ago that they did this. And and they say between 100 and 300 people died in mass graves, and that they are going to dig it up. But that is a case where we look at it, and then two years later, they did the same thing in Rosewood, Florida, mm-hmm. close to where mm-hmm. you you live. So it, it, it is a history of it. And every time that we take and, and we grow in, in wealth, they do something to tear it down. You know, like people always talk about, oh, you know, the integration of baseball. Baseball didn't get integrated because it was the right thing to do. Baseball got integrated because it was a way of ridding themselves of a black business that was competing against the Yankees mm-hmm. because black businesses, black, black baseball, black baseball was selling out Yankee Stadium when white baseball wasn't. So they said, you know, we need to get rid of them. You notice they didn't let they didn't let uh, black ownership in Major League Baseball if they really wanted to do do things. So too often we are are playing on the field, but we're not in the boardroom. We're not saying who gets what. And so if you pay a LeBron James thirty million dollars, what the hell do you think the owner of the Lakers is making? <laughs> it's it's just it's just simple math, you know. I mean, you can afford to pay me that. You know, yeah, he's rich. Yeah, he's got a wonderful life, but but he still doesn't have control over over who gets what in that organization. It just doesn't, and that's why I get angry with 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 these with with black athletes and black entertainers when they've got white representation. Because anytime you go into a law firm and you don't see anybody that looks like you, but they're getting a percentage of your money, I feel like yo. Where, where, show me a black associate. Show me someone in black leadership. It's even the same thing when, when we look at it. You look at, you look at the NFL with the kneeling. One percent, not even one percent of the black players kneel down. But they make up seventy percent of of the players that play every Sunday. That's if why all they need of them, If all of them, if all of them had kneeled down instead of being safe niggas. 
football would stop. The people with the tel- with with the television contract. Why is there no game on Sunday? The advertisers, the stadium people. I I'd have called their bluff, I, but they didn't. They didn't come together. That's why when I look at this movement right now, it, it's so great because more and more of us are coming together for something, and that and that is huge. But we're coming together against what they've been doing to us. And and I know everybody on the line has seen that George Floyd uh, video. That's uh-huh. that's a point blank. That's a lynching. They lynched yeah, him. and it's symbolic okay. of what they've been doing. They got to put on our neck for the longest. They still I know, got to put but, on but they 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 lynched him. I mean, okay. there is no way that you can justify that. And still, they mock us. They mock us and tell us, oh, just get over it. I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I just want to make a statement right quick. Um, Anybody that's listening live, if you'd like to call in and voice your opinion, the number is 516-387-1817. Anybody that's listening via the phone, if you would like to say something and voice your opinion, press 1 to be put in the queue, and we will bring you in by the last four digits of your phone number. And... Since you said about lynching, did you guys hear about, I believe it was in Louisiana, the 23-year-old boy that they found hanging from a tree? So don't lie. That was Palmdale, California. That was Palmdale, California. I thought it was California. Somebody else said it was Louisiana. I just want to be clear. It was two in California, one in Southern California and one in the Palm, what you just said. Palmdale, California. I don't want and no black people to be sleeping and think that they ain't out here roping us and lynching us. They still lynching us. Fight back. Stop pointing no fingers. I had, this, I had this argument with somebody a while back. They said, oh, there hasn't been a lynching in 50 years. I was like, what planet are you on? Like, what are you talking about? It just happened in, like, 2003. I remember the year I graduated high school, there was a lynching um, where they dragged this man in a truck um, about a mile and a half or whatever. In, in Texas. And he became in his... Texas. Huh? Texas? Okay, in yes. Texas. They dragged him by... His, he was alive, alive and well and kicking, and they dragged this man until his body parts fell off. So I don't want to sit here and talk about it doesn't happen, but I wanted to say two 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 things. When you were talking about the Tulsa um, and the Rosewood incident, don't forget about the MOVE, um, the MOVE incident, the M-O-V-E incident. There was a group of people in my hometown, Philadelphia, where they decided to make their I, own economy. They started their own school. Yes, they do all. They did all of this stuff where they became completely independent. They did not use the grocery stores of the white people or anything. They they did everything themselves. They started growing their own crops. You know what the Philadelphia police station did? Not they, the FBI, the local it. police. They dropped bombs on the neighborhood, killing a hundred something children and women. They and then also think about it. California. When people talk about the Black Panthers, I cannot stand when people open their mouth to talk bad about the Black Panthers. And I'm not even going to get into Wick and all that other stuff. Let's just talk about why they were formed to begin with. Because in the 60s and 70s, they were literally being terrorized by the police. They were being terrorized by them. They were doing no-knock warrants where they didn't even have warrants. They were just busting in people's houses, breaking people's doors down, harassing people's grandmothers, or oh, where's your son? First of all, you don't even have a warrant. And what happened was the black parents was a group of people that just got sick of it. They got tired of it, and they said, we're going to police our own communities. You are not allowed in our community. We will handle our own crime. And it actually worked. And what pissed them off and the reason why they went to war with the Panthers and they disbanded them and labeled them terrorists is because they were effective. Just like how you said, it's okay for you to be rich. You can't be wealthy, but you're allowed to be rich. Rich just means exactly. you have money. Wealth means you have you and own, exactly and you can make decisions. You know the, the that I made. Fall up a fist and start did, fighting back. They outlawed. They outlawed assault weapons 
uh, because of the the, the Black Panthers. The as Black soon Panthers as, because they went up to the courthouses with guns. Right, right. But that's right, the same right. thing that white now, people were doing the before thing, that, this, this, and it wasn't a problem until we started thing, doing it. The same, the same thing, thing just, just happened, happened in, Chicago, in Michigan, right? in Michigan, okay, Michigan, where those white guys walked into the state house with with long guns, and they did not outlaw semi-automatic weapons. Nothing happened. In, in, I have one question. In, in, I have a question. Did yeah. they all make it home alive? Yes, oh, they did. Absolutely. absolutely. Did they go home in one absolutely. piece? Did they go to jail? I bet but, you they didn't, right? But but, but no, speaking of happened. making it home alive, Trayvon Martin didn't make it home alive. And that he did Oh, that B-I-T-C-H Zimmerman is still alive. Somebody needs to get out of here. I will endorse. I know, but but let's <laughs> Somebody look at that. But, but, but just look at the dude. law. Look, look, look at the law that they that that was put in place that that allowed him to get off, which was stand your ground. And I say to people all the time, stand your ground is modern day Jim Crow because what and happens? And it only applies to white you, people because when you stand your ground, right, right, you go to jail. Right. But think about it. Think about that, it. That, if that, you're a black that, person. And you're and you're in a place where a white person thinks that you shouldn't be there, and you That's paid enough. your money, and you've done everything to be there, and you have a right to be there, and you turn around and stand up for yourself. They go under fear, and then they shoot and kill you, and then they say they stand their ground because they felt they were were being threatened. But but here's the funny thing about standing your ground: it's supposed to apply to your premises. Trayvon wasn't killed on Zimmerman's premises. He followed him. Exactly. So I still don't, to exactly. this day, don't, don't understand they, how stand your ground applies yeah, to but, the but, but But they use it. They've even stretched it where you don't have to be on your premises now of if you're feeling is. fear. All right? And then you know what else happened? The, there was a black woman in Florida who who uh, was being beaten by her by her black boyfriend. She was pregnant. Which happened? Hold on, hold and he hold on, came. Hold on. Which happens to be a close friend of mine, a close friend of mine, a very close friend of mine. That happens to be his cousin, his cousin that that happened to. She shot into the ceiling to make him oh, back yeah. up, and they sent her to jail. And she just got and out. Took she her was children. supposed to be sentenced to eight years, and I think she did. And took her they let her out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, there, there's so much, even the criminal justice system. Cash bail system, something else that 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 a lot of us don't talk about, but but the cash bail system is is definitely, and now they're talking about. You see the propaganda again against things that that adversely affect people of color, because as soon as someone gets out, because you know they had a minor offense and they don't make them pay the thousand dollars or five thousand dollar bail, and they get out, then. The media takes and covers them until they see them do something else, and they say, "Oh, see, he's back out. This is his third time out. This is his fourth time out. This is not working." But the thing is, is that there's, there's a couple of things here. You know, when you you look at that, they've got a place in 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 St. Louis where there was a young lady who actually she had her her I think she had two kids. And for some reason, she couldn't afford to take care of the kids. And she filed for unemployment and got the money. And they put her in jail for five years. And she lost her job as a nurse and her license and everything. And it's just, it's just, it just constantly, it's, it's, this is just constantly happening. And mass incarceration does a, a, does, does a number on our community. You know, and uh-huh. that's why, like, when we're looking at, 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 at vice presidential candidates right now to run with Joe Biden, 
Kamala Harris can't get my vote because she was the she DA put a bunch of us in jail. She lo- she was locking brothers up like for 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 sport back in back in the day. And I'm now glad you she's I'm glad you out. said that because the next topic was that we're rolling into, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. Are you really innocent until proven guilty? Or are you or are you guilty until you're proven innocent? In our case, it's the other way around. Because remember, when we get killed by the cops, well, we don't know the whole story. We didn't see the whole tape. But there was the white well, person. Oh, well, they're wrong. Well, they, but they, always, just, they always find they always find a rationale for killing us. They, 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 you there's always an excuse. It's there's a, always a reason. We ask for it it's somehow. Always, it's always a legit. They legitimize the killing of black people. But but yeah, I mean, you you look at it. Look at that brother that was in Central Park. And he just asked the lady to put a dog on her leash, and she called the police knowing that he was guilty just while by based her on dog. what he looked like, right? While, while choking, choking her dog. dog. Okay. All right, now, now, she lost her job. She lost her job. But you know what? She's going to get another job, probably making more money, you know? so by somebody it, who it, said it, the it, same it, racist-ass belief. I was going to say that. He's going to be like, thank you so much. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I mean, you 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 look at that. You walk down the street. I I tell my I tell my son all the time, and 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 anybody who's got black children, when they get of age, where they get ready to start driving, and you say to them, "Listen, we give them the customary follow the rules of the road. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Don't speed. Drive safe. Be careful. Drive for yourself and the other person." White people can stop right there. Black people, we can't. We got to talk about so when the police stop you, what 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 uh what do you do? Don't do anything stupid. Listen to what they say. Right. Don't talk right. back. Show your hands. Right. Uh, don't make it. I mean, you know, because you're black, the least, the most innocent gesture can can either put you in the morgue or in the or 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 in the operating room. It's just it's it's, it's a fact that we all live with. You know, you walk down the street. Well, you don't know. You go down south. You don't know if you you're in the south and you 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 by yourself and you walk in. You may want to get something from the store. You may not make it back home. You mm-hmm. know. And the fact like is, like I said, my friend's son was just he was walking home, and it happened. They didn't believe he lived there. There's no way this neighbor lives over here. This house is too nice. This neighborhood is too nice. Why are you? What are you doing over here? You know. And then, I mean, and, then it, and then another. And another thing that, and another thing that really, that I wonder about is also with the training. That's like, you know, Tarek, you saw what I shared on Facebook about the, I mean, although it was a joke where it says, stop putting these kids that got beat up in high school in the police force, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and things, you know, and things to that nature. It's like, I, I even watched the video, you know, like, like Tom just said about, you know, about the black people and when they get stopped. I watched this video on Instagram last night. The guy, he's cursing the officer out because he said the guy... He said the officer stopped him, automatically came with his gun drawn, and he said this is all for a turn signal. Yeah, really. You know, and of course, the way how news and media is, you know, all it, you know, it saying he would have got shot, you know, it, it would have got flipped. He would have did something. That was like, I forget the white lady's name, but oh, you know, with George Floyd, he, he had a rap record. He did this. Who gives a fuck about the. I don't what, give what a damn what you talking about. You talking about Candace Owens? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Candace Owens. But realistically, who he did, a, listen, I, I, I wouldn't even care. But if you think about it, for twenty dollars, for twenty dollars, that dude, that dude will never see his daughter will never have him walk her down the aisle if she gets. First married. of all, he has grown he, children too. He has grown children, and that's the only thing that bothers me about this case. 
is that they're ignoring his grown children as if they didn't yeah. lose their yeah. father and they're just capitalizing yeah. on this little girl and well, they always do that. It's they, 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 it's, 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 it, are his grown children male? He has a female and a male, and they're both in their right, mid-twenties. Well, mhm. Yeah, they'll minimize it. They'll minimize it because they don't want to. They don't want you to see that. It's, it's, it's the most. It's the most beautiful I've seen in my life to watch that guy do that to him. We we actually have to do a whole separate show because there's a lot that can be said about this whole case as well. To be honest, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm just saying there's just so much part to this. It's so upsetting that my son came downstairs during the pandemic. Everyone's working from home, and he came downstairs and he said to me, "I actually woke up this morning and cried. I, I I can't see any more of this. We're tired." We're tired. My, I'm telling you, my patience is over. I don't want someone asking me. Uh, I don't know what to say and what can I do. You know, I, I, I don't need you to ask me that. You know, and I protested. I've uh, and believe me, I you. If you, if I urge everybody to protest, everybody, because it is the most yeah. powerful thing yeah. you can do. Yeah, it, it's powerful. And I didn't think I would get in into it, but like I was exhausted when I was done, and it wasn't because of the walk. It was more about just out there expressing yourself, you know, and just yelling hands up, and people getting in with you. Don't shoot, and you know I can't breathe. And George Floyd and Trayvon Martin, you know, I watched. I don't know if you guys even know about the Jordan Davis case. You probably heard about it in Florida, yeah, yeah. where the guy shot shot the the kid in at the at the uh, in the gas station. They went into the yeah. the uh, little mini mart in, and because he was that playing was actually, his music that so was loud. In Jackson. He, that was in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I, yeah. Listen, I'm not a violent guy, but if George Zimmerman killed my son. I, I don't think I could. I don't know. I I don't think I could sit here and just be and go to sleep at night knowing that he's he's just living life. I I I can't. I, I just think that he he needs something. He's not just living the, his the, life. He's disrespecting what happened by selling. He's signing bags for selling the gun on eBay for a thousand dollars. Exactly. Exactly. And he's threatening Jay Z and Beyonce and 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 things like that. And like I said. You know, I mean, even I don't know if you guys saw uh, the the Dave, Dave Chappelle on Netflix uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, we but if, we, if, we watched it. I'm gonna watch, watch it. it. Don't early. throw it for me, please. We watched it earlier. We watched it last night. Everybody it's, hooks. It's, it's funny. Tom, Tom it's hold, funny, but it's true. Tom, hold, hold on a sec. We have a caller that wants to speak. You young this forty-two ninety-eight. Welcome to the show. How are you? How you feel tonight? All right, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Inshallah. Listen, youngsters, I want you to look up Willie Lynch. We know who he is. And then you will, then you know why we are in the state of mind we are now. Remember, we were brought here to build this That was part of the colorist conversation we had. Wait, let let let, let me speak, Terry. Yes. Let me speak. We weren't brought here to make this our place. This is nothing here belongs to us other than our sweat and tears and blood. 
You have to remember that. So don't look for comfort from white folks. You have to create, like the young man said, put your money together, form corporations, put the people in office that think like you do. Raise hell. That's the only way it's going to turn around. And you have to be prepared to have a lot of Toms. You're going to have a lot of Uncle Toms. You have to learn to distinguish who they are and get out of their way and form your own because we have, like J.C., field niggas and house niggas. House Negroes love whitey. Field Negroes are the ones that's been stepped on and been leaned on, and that's the ones that are dying right now. We are the field Negroes. Those brothers and sisters that love white folks like Fox News and people like that, those black folks that go there and, and love them, those are house Negroes. When they say the boss is sick, we sick boss, that's weism. So since you guys are intelligent, you are very smart and you're educated. I'm so happy to hear young northern, because I know the southerners know, but northern young black folks, I'm happy that you guys are on top of it. Stay on top. And remember, pull your money together. Pull your money together with like-minded people of yourself. Then create. You own. Don't be a business. Be the business. Build generational wealth. That's it. You guys are what's left. You have to keep the fight and the word to the rest. Well, we think we think that caller for coming in and voicing. We think that caller for coming in and voicing his opinion. I think I have an idea of who that was, but um, definitely, we definitely thank you for that. We got about. We got about fifteen minutes left. I don't know if I don't know if we want to. Um, I don't know if we want to get ready to wrap up. I believe Rain has some more she wants to uh, share on. So I'm gonna just say one more time. I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm gonna just say one more time for everybody that's listening. He t- stop wanting to be included in an agenda that does not include us. Take mm-hmm. your money. Take yourself out of their community. You take our community, of course, like the caller just said, we got a bunch of Uncle Toms. We know how to weed them out. Don't want to be a part of a system that don't want us other than to to, to thrive off of the sweat from our back. communities, build our own communities, and I'm not saying build our own communities and be stupid and knowing that we're building our own communities, be ready for Whitey when they come. Fight they ass back. Stop pointing fingers, ball up a fist, and start punching back. That is the only way that we're going to stop getting stepped on and keeping their knees off our necks. It's time to stop being silent and being a good little Negro and doing what they say. Fight back. And it's like if we had even said on Friday's show, you know, with the people that have been looting and stuff, you know, we... You know, we 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 do a lot of laughs on this show, and we try to do a lot of a lot of real and serious conversation at the same time, you know. And realistically, like I I looked at like me and Rain talked about it, me and GT talked about it, me and D Nasty, although she's not on the show, we have all even even Tere, you know what I'm saying? We we've all sat back and talked about this. Y'all want to loot these places? Y'all y'all want to break into places? Y'all want to y'all want to steal sneakers and? You know, material shit. 
but still the stuff that's gonna make a difference. Um, <laughs> whoever, whoever thought like yo, let's let like we said on Friday, yo, let's go to this ATM, let's go to this bank, let's start buying some of our shit back. You know what I'm saying? Let's push some of these other people out. That's pushing us out. Like that's some of the that's some of the mindset and some of the mentality that we do need to have. And unfortunately, some of us we don't have it for whatever reason because we're all caught, we're more caught up in material things for whatever reason. And also to add on to that. Yeah, we we know that, that most of the looting wasn't us. We know it was the white people trying to push the agenda to make it look by like others. Right. I want I want and to big up some of the some of the protesters that have been calling out and beating the ass of the people who were starting shit. And I want to exactly. thank them for that because what's happening is they're noticing people who come to the protest with brick, people that come wearing certain gear. Like, why are you dressed like that? Like, what's going on? And they're noticing. Um, they, they, I saw a couple flyers out because I accidentally got caught up in a protest locally. Um, by City Hall, I had to meet a client and pick up some paperwork um, for her housing. And I had to bring my son with me, unfortunately. Um, and then when I ended up having it with me, he was thinking it's a parade because, you know, he doesn't know. He's six years old. And so I had explained to him, I said, they're fighting for your rights to make sure that you have a future. And I said, I'm proud of them. So what happened was they were passing they out flyers basically saying what to look for man. for these shit starters, saying anybody who shows up with a backpack that looks pretty heavy full of stuff and it's not water or nothing like that, anybody who's walking around with bricks or stones or anything that doesn't belong in a protest, and they're basically telling you what to look for, like this is what not what we're about. And this is what this is the narrative that they're using and spinning to discredit the movement, and it's working. Because I don't know how many times I've seen ignorant ass, not even just white people, Spanish people, other black people who are not a part of Black Lives Matter, and even a few black people who are some Uncle Tom's and Poon. I've seen them still the same rhetoric. See, this is not what it's about, and blah, blah, blah. And it makes us look like we're not about our business, and like we're just a bunch of ignorant people that just want to root and raise stuff. Not actuality, not realizing that in actuality, like Rain said, this is not even us that's doing it. Yes, there are some people that come along, and they may, you know, jump on the bandwagon. But the majority of kids, especially like in the Bronx on Fordham Road, those weren't even there. Those people weren't there during the protest. They just came after the fact to get what they could. Those were not protesters. They are not a part of the movement. They were not a part of the, 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 the agenda. Those are people that came in after the fact to take advantage. And guess it started with people from Connecticut, because I know somebody who's from that area right on Valentine. And they they mentioned that, first of all, they saw Connecticut plates, Rhode Island plates, Massachusetts plates, and they saw a bunch of white kids, not even from the Bronx, looting and raiding, and they're the ones that started the shit. And then, of course, the kids in the hood took advantage. But Tere, and then I they got to, say to go this. back to their nice neighborhoods with their nice shit put together but while they messed up your place. And that's what I was just getting at. Since you said that, I'm going to say this. If y'all, out there, if y'all are out there looting and y'all saying it's to fuck with the white businesses, that's fine and dandy, but remember this. The insurance is going to cover everything that they lost, so you're really not hurting mm-hmm. their pockets. You're actually helping them. But outside of that, stop tearing up the shit in your own communities. You want to make a difference? Go to their communities. Go burn up their shit. Tear up their houses. That's how I you feel. You're tearing up your own communities. You're not helping yourself. you furthering their agenda because now they get to build up better shit in your community to bring more white people in your community to gentrify it and push you to stop tearing up shit in your community. Go to their doorsteps. Go to the capitals. Go where these white people are and start rioting and protesting. Make them scared. Right now, unless you're going in their territory, they just sitting back laughing at us. Look at these angry niggas. Ha, 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 ha. It is all fun and games to you go in their territory. Why the hell you think they brought out the National Guards? Not because they were scared. They brung out the National Guards to keep y'all the fuck out of their areas. Go in their areas. Start fucking shit up. I bet you they start listening. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what's crazy? Like, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, rioting and looting is not the way. And I know we already discussed this before, and I'm not going to go that deep into it. They but sometimes it is. We, we, we've, been, we've been doing the peaceful. And that's my argument with some of the people that try to say, oh, looting and rioting is not the way. But here's the thing. When we peacefully protested, did anything change? No. All right. When Colin, when Colin uh, Kaepernick took a knee, when the rest of us were in solidarity with him, what happened? You said, shut up and play. Right? So now that we're actually showing you and it's actually being caught on camera because it's not like it's something that just started this stuff been happening it's just now it's more televised and you see us fighting and we're, we're actually fighting it's back and we're being a little more aggressive than we like now it's that's the problem so how, what do you want us to do stop adding up it's more what do you want us to do and y'all right another less. thing that when, when, in philadelphia flyers when they win a game you know what my, my hometown people do the white folks they tear shit up they mess up cars, or college games. They mess up cars. They jump on cars. They break people's windows. Did these little kids get arrested? No. These kids get to graduate from college and move on with their life and become doctors, lawyers, and judges. While they, black they kids fight this thing, we get locked up. Hey, why did, and that's another thing I'm going to say. Is stop expecting these people to get reprimanded by their own people. They living in their world by their justice system. Notice it's just mm-hmm. us. Just They don't give a fuck about it's us. for them. Stop to reprimand and beat their their people for doing what they their agenda was to begin with, and we have a call another we have a caller I think it's the same caller forty two ninety eight that would like to say sister? something. Sister, yes, you are absolutely right. But listen, all that looting and stealing and robbing and everything and tearing and burning things down, they taught us that. They taught us how to loot. They taught us how to burn shit down. They did down. it first. Exactly. We didn't do nothing that we were not taught. The Can way I just throw something in what you're saying? Yes, go ahead, please. I want to add to what you're saying. I swear to God, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I know I'm going to forget this. One, one, one argument I had, I love having Facebook arguments with racists. I'm going to start charging for my education. But um, I ended up having to tell this man who's, who said the same thing you did. Like, oh, yes, people looted and riot, but it was for a cause. I'm like, so what? what do you think this is? And I said, do you like going to zoos and museums? He said, yeah. I said, are you sure you like going to zoos and museums? I said, do you think that the native people at these different museums you go to willingly gave you the shit, or do you think it's okay, by force? Do you think that they killed them to get their stuff? Do you, do, do you think the That's animals right. willingly said, oh, so here you go, zoo master. Put the thing around my neck. I'll gladly go. No, they tranquilized him and snatched him up. They took him out of his habitat against his will. That's how the fuck we got all the stuff that you sit here and you pay money to go see. It wasn't stuff that these curators bought. They stole it. So don't sit here and try to tell me and make us feel bad that we're tearing up shit that we built because we built Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo was um, built by strength, by um, slave owners, and it was slaves who built Wells Fargo and made that co- that company rich. Same thing with J.P. Morgan Chase. His parents were slave owners, and they built their everything on the back of black people. So if we tear up a Chase, fuck a Chase. We built that. That's right. It, it, I, I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I was absolutely agreeing with you because there's nothing that they got in wealth came from us, from slavery. We built this place. All the wealth they from the had ground up. came from off of us. Well, okay, so the that's the only thing they understand is when, you, is when you take from them, when you take financially away from them, that's why they bring the guards in to protect property. They didn't give a fuck about nothing else being burnt down. And remember, you're not burning down your community. You're not robbing your community. You're not breaking anything. Because this is not your shit. This ain't your community. You just live here. You don't own mm-hmm. shit. And they make sure you don't own shit. Because when you ask for a business loan to open up your own bodega, they're going to tell you, hell no. You can't get it. You're black. 
Ask Oprah let, Winfrey. Let, let, let Ask all the rich that. people. Ask all the rich black folks when they finally get slapped in their face when they think they're in the white world, and then they try to go somewhere, and then they remind them who they are. So you're absolutely right. The only way is they, only thing they understand is when you take it's from violent. them. Remember, they didn't care about dope. They didn't care about coke. They didn't hit, care about crack until the white kids got on it. Mm-hmm. And now you're going too far in the words of the guy from, um, what you call it, from Shatas. Now you're going too far. Go. <laughs> Don't touch my people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, children. Please keep the fight. We definitely will. You know, I know and I we're gonna get ready. We're gonna get ready to. We're gonna get ready to wrap up. But um, you know, I I I do want to say this much. Um, to Ray, you definitely have to see the Chappelle. I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But you know, I have a black son. I I have black kids. You know, I I work with kids. You know, it's just it's just in the in in the mannerism in in the mannerism of what was said about that eight minutes and 46 seconds and just the man knowing the fact that he was going to die for the fact that he called on his deceased mother, you know, it, it, it's something like it, it really, that, I mean, I gave you that part because that, that really, you know, that really hit home. And that was really a tear touching moment, you know, um, shorty, before I finish wrapping up, you got anything else you want to add in? I'm sorry. What were y'all talking about? Like, so I could know. <laughs> We were we were basically just we were touching on everything the loot and the George Floyd the everything. No 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 just the last part because I was eating so you know. But um, I just want to say like you know, like keep protesting, keep signing petitions, keep donating, um, and for the fucking white crackers. And racist-ass crackers and racist-ass police stop fucking killing us. Because you're not going to like it if we get mad and we kill you. You know, and, and, and that's something else. I mean, that's even like, I, I, I watched Black and, you know, I watched Black and Blue. And it had the part where Tyrese had to go in the office and he said to him, oh, you don't like this shit. You don't like it when you're on the other side of the gun. How does that shit feel? You know, realistically, how do you think we feel? We got a gun pointed in our face, and we don't even know the fucking reason why. We got a gun pointed in our face just because, just because you had a bad day. You know, it, it it's real. I mean, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have too much. I don't have too much more. I really want to say. I I do want to thank everybody who. I want to thank everybody who called up. Everybody who held the show down. You know, everybody who voiced their opinion. I um. I don't know if I should part to this or not, because <laughs> it was it was very interesting. But um, we'll no, we're not doing no part two because you part two would have turned into a part three. We can go on for days about how the white system is against black people. We're not gonna do that. I mean, but nevertheless, you know, like I said, I once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, all the callers, all the listeners, everybody who voices their opinion. We're looking. We should be in the building. I want to say. Looking at this calendar now, we should be in the building on the 24th. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be in the building on the 24th. It should be that Wednesday, that Friday, and that Sunday. And then we're going to take off for the month of July, you know, vacation purposes. And then we'll return in August. 
Um, I'm pretty much done. I don't have too much more to say to Ray with what you got. Ray, are you there? Oh, I apologize. I was on mute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We said, uh, do you have anything that you want to say before we close out? No, nope, just stay encouraged. Um, you know, stay focused on what the goal is. Don't make anybody make you feel like your feelings are invalid, especially at this time. We're living, we're living in a very, very, very critical time, and it's it's exciting. It's scary. It's all of the above. It's sad. It's you know, it's everything. But I spoke to my mother yesterday. We had a family gathering out of state, and I remember my mom was just telling me she's excited. You know, she's 73. She lived through the civil rights. She lived down south around that time, and she remembers a lot of these things vividly. And you know, as a child, there was only so much she could do. She just remembered the strength and confidence she had in her own people, knowing that they were fighting back and, like, the stuff that was acceptable was no longer acceptable. And, of course, we still had a long ways to go, and the bigotry was just masked, and it was more uh, silent, but it was always there. And I just can't stand when people say, oh, racism is dead. It's been... No, it never died. It just became masked, and people just were doing it more subtly, and they were passive-aggressive about it. But now she sees that people are sick of it. Everyone's tired, and she just she's proud of it. She just told me, I'm proud of your generation, and I'm, I'm just thankful that y'all are not afraid to, you know, do what you need to do to make sure that you get the results. She just said the same thing that a lot of us have said, is that I just hope we don't take the crumbs. I hope that we go for the goal. Stop snatching up the crumbs or feeling like the little crumbs are victory. Yeah, you arrested the officer, but will they be convicted? And will they be justly convicted the same as you or I would if we committed that crime? And, you know, right, the laws actually change. Okay. With that being said, we will be closing out this show. I just want to thank everybody for calling in, everybody for listening. Whether we're listening live or via the phone, uh, Chuck C, A Brain, Teray, and Shorty, the Real Life Spill ENT Entertainment crew is out of the building. Also, I will be. I will be plugging all of our black-owned businesses, as we are multifaceted black-owned businesses, in the link of the recap of the show. And also, if you would like us to shout out your black-owned business, email us, Facebook us, anything with the information, and we will definitely plug you out. This is your girl, A-Rain, over and out. Love, be safe, pray, and stay amongst your black community. See y'all on the 24th. Just gotta get some things off my chest. Tough times, I hope y'all holding up. We'll be alright, cause we always is. But I'm feeling like this. How many mothers have to cry? How many brothers gotta die? How many more times? How many more times? Try to justify Oh, each and every time Playing in the park Taking you a jog Sitting on the couch In your own house Never seen a matter what we do You think we don't matter But we do, you got a problem Cause the city on fire But you're 